Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals. Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast episode. Before we jump in, Natalina Nasruddin here. I wanted to let you know that, hey, when you're not listening to the podcast, when you're not watching the YouTube video, check us out on LinkedIn. We are constantly posting, adding value on LinkedIn, my team and I. We have a Rise Up For You page and has videos, articles, content. It's actually our favorite platform. So if you wanna connect with us on a day-to-day basis and you wanna get additional content and resources, head over to LinkedIn, follow me, connect with me, connect with our team, connect with Rise Up For You, and we're happy to share any content and even send us a message because we'll reply. We don't, we're not a bunch of bots. <laughs> so I'll see you there. And for now, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Rise Up For You podcast. This is your host, Natalina Nasserdine. Such an honor to be here with you and to bring yet again another amazing guest to the Rise Up For You show. Actually, somebody that I saw on stage speak and I knew right away that I had to have him on the podcast. So welcome to our show, Renee Rodriguez. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So uh, as I mentioned, you're actually one of the few guests um, that I've actually seen in action and <laughs> instantly resonated with your message because you're doing a lot of work, of course, with social and emotional intelligence, making an impact, uh, neuroscience influence. And so, you know, we've connected. I love what you're doing. Tell the audience in your own words, though, a little bit about yourself, what you do, what your message is. Sure. Uh, One, thanks for having me on. My my background is behavioral neuroscience. That's where I went to school for. And I spent the last uh, approaching, I think it's 30 years now, in the application of that science. How do we apply it in business? How do we apply it in, in selling the influence to persuasion, to negotiation, to change management and then uh, all of the areas that that you know communication conflict resolution you name it that require us to interact with other people typically in a business format and obviously it all applies to life and it applies to family and relationships and all of that stuff as well but um the you know we talk about emotional intelligence those are the backdrops to understanding the performance side of how do you, you, you leverage neuroscience because there's so, so many great things that have come out of that world yeah, that's where I've, I've focused. And um, right now we help anybody from business owners to celebrities to influencers to startup solopreneurs on how to communicate their message more effectively in uh, utilizing uh, the laws of and science of influence. Just out of curiosity, what got you into this field, neuroscience? I mean, you've been doing this for almost 30 years. <clears throat> so at the time that you started doing it, it, it hadn't gained a lot of traction yet, I wouldn't say. So Not what- at all what got you into this and what kind of sparked the interest for you? It was, it was honestly, it was a question that my mother asked me when I was like 17. She said, Renee, look in this room and what does everybody have in common? I looked around, I was trying to figure it out. And and I remember thinking it was skin color or maybe language or culture. And she said, Nope, everybody has a brain. And if you can understand how our brains work, everything in life becomes easier. And I remember she drew a picture of the brain back then it was a triune brain theory, which is a great theory, a little debunked, debunked. it's great, um, what they call it, literally inaccurate, but uh, metaphorically very accurate. But that concept of, you know, that there's different parts of our brain that can dictate our behavior that made so much sense, like intuitive sense. <clears throat> and 
I was like, okay, this is something I need to understand and I need to learn. And the moment that I saw how perception and illusions work and how the brain can lie to you and how reality is constructed to me, it was just like, okay, this is something I've got to dive into. It became a passion. So, you know, we're, we're in a similar industry and I, I always like to ask this question because the world is moving so fast. There's a lot with artificial intelligence. There's a lot with branding that's changing. I love your message about influence because I strongly believe that in today's world, if you're going to have a competitive edge, you have to have a personal brand and be able to influence. I don't think there's any other way in just the way that we're going with artificial intelligence. Um, do you see a shift in professionals and leaders in understanding that these skills are really critical or do you still see that individuals are like, ah, these are extracurricular skills that if I get to them, <laughs> I'll learn it. Well, I think you and I both know the answer to that one. <laughs> it's, it's the, the reality. Let's go back to pad of paper and a pen. That was a technology. Then we went to, let's say a fax machine. Oh, it's a fad. I remember when email came out, we were like, ah, oh, this is going to be a fad. It's not about the technology that will shift. It's about how fast we adapt to the technology to make our work better. And so like somebody said, well, AI is going to remove humans. I said, no, those humans that are good with AI will remove, remove humans that aren't. 100%. And it's, you know, we have artificial intelligence. We have, we're cyborgs already. We have this with us at all times. It's just the only thing that's not physically connected to us, but I can talk to it and it talks back and I can get answers. And now with, with, with AI, which we've been using for years, we, they just gave us access to it now. Yeah. It makes us think better. And people are like, well, you're cheating. I said, I go, well, okay, how'd you get to work? They said, I drove. I said, well, why didn't you walk? You're not supposed to be driving that fast. That's using some artificial intelligence and extra technology to help you move faster. Yeah. Well, it'd be slow. I said, great. I said, so that's what AI is too. I ask AI a dumb question, I'll get a dumb answer. And so I can let AI do the work, but everybody knows when you've not done any work with it but if you iterate with the process and you learn and you allow it to coach you and you coach it and all of a sudden you start going back and forth you might spend a couple hours to do something that it could have done in five seconds but it's the couple of hours that made it that much better and something that was life-changing and more a reflection of you and so assisted writing is not something that's new the, the bible was written with pseudopictographers people that were aliases that wrote for the people that didn't know how to write and it's 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 not something that's new yeah do you see a shift you know oftentimes when we go into corporations and there was a new study that came out that said that like 90 percent of leaders believe that emotional intelligence is like the number one thing but only 20 percent of companies actually invest in teaching their team how to have emotional intelligence and soft skills and all these things that can really make an impact are you starting to see a shift in how people are approaching these skills or do you still find that most individuals are stuck on the technical aspect and then again investing in themselves or their mind is in top of mind for them i would say it depends on the industry okay. and so i think some industries are more advanced than others and what it comes down to it in what i've learned is how transactional is that industry if the industry is transactional high turnover and there's no the in sort of and with high margin if you get a high turnover, transactional, high margin business, you churn and burn people. There is no time to invest in somebody in something as seemingly soft, I say seemingly soft skill as emotional intelligence. Yeah. But you get into a mature business that 
needs to retain talent, needs to get the most out of the people that they have. They can't afford to turn and burn people. The turnover is expensive and costly. The margins are tighter. They got to write a, run, a, run a much better business. You'll see those businesses invest in things like emotional intelligence because they know that those are the advantages. Now, somebody in a high, high churn, high margin business that is transactional, that yet leverages emotional intelligence, now they're, they're unbeatable. They're dangerous. But to me, it depends on the industry because I work across so many different industries and some, they don't have time to slow down. And it's akin, honestly, to the old manufacturing model when things were in a mass manufacturing. And there was, when quality first came out, they're like, we're going to stop our machines? No way. Our machines run, we make money. And that was how the, the United States and America looked at it. And they didn't stop things. They did workarounds and duct tape. That's where workaround, the concept came. We work around the problem. So stopping and fixing the machine is more expensive than working around it. Japan didn't have that option. Japan was a small island, no room, leveled because of a war and bombs. So they had no natural resources. So they had to embrace new ways of thinking and quality. And so they had to compete with the United States that had every natural resource available to them. They set the pricing trends. And now all of a sudden, Japan's like, okay, we need to build just in time. And that's where W. Edwards and Emming came to them and said, well, they, the United States didn't listen. So Japan listened. Taiki Ono and him created the Toyota, Toyota manufacturing system. And that revolutionized all manufacturing. And now the United States had to play catch up for decades on that. There's certain industries that are still that antiquated. They don't stop and fix issues. And though they might not be in manufacturing, but you might have issues around what you would say. You're talking about emotional intelligence and self-awareness, the leadership skills that truly drive employee engagement. Yeah, no, and I could see that's a really good point, actually. I could see that even with some of the organizations that we're working with. Talk to us a little bit about influence. I know you you wrote a book on this. Um, a lot of your keynoting is based around this. You have a membership around it. The importance of influence and where do we even start? I would say that when we're working with the top tier executives, this is where they're at, right? It's like, now how do I go make an impact and influence in the world beyond like the four walls of my organization? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, one of the things we tell people is learn the skills for the job you want, not the job you have. And a lot of times you'll get people who are brand new leaders that don't lead people yet, but they're they're up and coming leaders and they don't see the value in things like influence and emotional intelligence and self-awareness. But the positions that they have to influence and lead through other people, which is influence, they need to learn these skills. And so it's, it's when they realize, and it's, we're not talking about influencer, no. we're talking about the influence, <laughs> getting someone to listen to you and then act on what you're saying. And for me to change the trajectory of someone's life, the way they behave and the way they think is my influence on them. That's a powerful skill set. And especially if you get into a business that where your people have choices and there's other money available, why would they work for you? It's going to be an intangible choice. There's an intangible reason and it's not going to be money. It's usually, do I believe you and do I trust you? Do you have my best interest at heart? Do you, is my career expanding? Do you care about me? Do I have a best friend at work? All those really off the off the wall off the wall questions, or maybe outlier questions, are going to determine whether somebody stays or goes. And those are skills that come down to the leader's ability to influence, build trust, and and, and set a vision that inspires. I like what you say about um, build the skills for where you want to be, not for where you are right now. And it's so fascinating because. You know, when we're working with leaders, I hear more often than not, I just want to do my job. Oh. And they forget that they wanted the leadership role and now they're in the leadership role and they have people <clears throat> and responsibility and they have to grow. And yet they still just want to do that job. 
So I'm curious for you, where does somebody start learning how to influence? Well, I think it's the recognition that we already do it. That's the first part, the self-awareness is that we all, we all have skill sets, even though we weren't trained. Your children have skill sets to influence. Your spouse has skill sets to influence. You've learned things that work. You've also learned things that don't work. Now, once you can sort of take an inventory of where you're at with it, then you can take a look at, I mean, obviously we created a podcast, which is free. You've got a book that's 20 bucks. I mean, there's, there's ways to do it. You can Google it. Robert Cialdini wrote a book. You, all these, there's so many resources, podcasts like this. And it's the recognition that one, to understand that by making a shift in me, I can make a shift in others. That's the first piece is taking that ownership that it's not just about me persuading and using tactics, but what about me and who I am? Because the biggest influence is who we are and the behaviors we engage in. And if I'm somebody that, that is what I would call an empty soul, an empty soul is somebody who's unexamined life. And that person, that emptiness inside, you teach tactics on top of that, it becomes manipulation really quickly. But now you help somebody really engage with who they are, what they believe, what their values are, and what their story is, and why they do what they do, their origin. Now all of a sudden, they're, they're, that self-awareness is at a whole nother level. And now with their self-awareness is there, they go, okay, this is why I'm here. What's my purpose? So that's that, that's, and those two questions go hand in hand. And so now I can, what, what, and when I'm clear on that purpose and what do I want to achieve, then it's natural for the human condition to go, well, what's the best way that I can do that? And you give somebody a taste of what influence feels like, and they will search for it the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In today's world, there's a lot of consumption. There's a lot of stuff that's coming our way. How do you help people even get the capacity to think on that level? so many people are on autopilot, they're just responding. They're really lacking the self-awareness because the capacity is just not there for them. So yeah. where, do you, where do you start? You know, we hear this phrase, I'm just too busy. I'm busy. I'm busy to take care of my body. I'm busy to, to spend time with my family. But, you know, and then before you know it, 30 years has gone by. Yeah. I, I spend, you know, a lot of people collect baseball cards. They collect stickers. They collect watches. I collect aha moment experiences, meaning exercises and things that I can do to create an aha moment for you. You know, if we want to teach multitasking, I'll say, okay, great. Go A through J as fast as you can. People think they're good multitaskers. They go A, A B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. All right, count one to 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. I said, all right, let's multitask. One letter, one number. A, one, B, two, C, three. And all of a sudden now, I can tell you multitasking is bad or I can give you an experience to create the aha. And so we have to be able to create the aha that the way we perceive reality might be not enough. The way we look at things isn't enough. Our perception, they say equals reality, but it's only reality for me. And if I've got 10 people in a room that I have to influence, having only my perception, my only version of reality offers me no advantage. And when I start seeing that and realizing that maybe I need to be a collector of perspectives, and what are their perspectives? And I have 10 perspectives on the same issue. I'm much more equipped to handle and to influence and to, to impact that situation. And so there's a lot of internal shifts that have to happen. But me as a leader, I have to be able to create those moments of, oh, I didn't think about it that way. For them to waken up and realize that it, it is so much more than just showing up for your job and doing what's required. That doesn't even play into the price of entry anymore. There's plenty of people that'll do that, <laughs> right? There's plenty of people. But what does it, what does it mean and how do you really start looking at the fact that my life 
And this also begins with the reality that I can impact my life. And for me, I always say, okay, so imagine a life without influence. You walk in a room and no one notices. You tell a joke and no one laughs. You sell the product, no one buys. You cast a vision, no one follows. It's a horrible existence. And you start, if you're in a meeting and you felt invaluable or insignificant like that, you say, why am I in this meeting? If you were in a relationship and you felt insignificant, you'd be like, why am, why am I in this meeting? Unfortunately, too many people walk around life feeling insignificant, wondering why they're on this earth. And so for me, you bring influence into it. You walk in a room, people notice. Tell a joke, people laugh. You sell a product, people buy. You cast a vision, people follow. Like, okay, hold on a second. I have a, I'm a cause to an effect here. Well, what's my cause? And that's what they say. Well, what is a cause? Well, a cause is to create an effect. So now that cause and effect means I have a purpose. And when I can tether those two pieces, my behavior to the outcome, that fulfills something that's meaningful to me. There's nothing more energizing and fulfilling and re-energizing. You can expend energy and get more from it when you're in alignment with that. And so to me, influence isn't just about persuasion and selling. It's about why you are here and the impact or the mark that you're going to leave on this world. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I hear you and you said that so beautifully. And one of the things that comes to mind that I always go back to is just the self-confidence, the self-confidence to be in alignment with your values, to have the courage to take action around the things that feel good for you versus what you think you need to do, which is always a dead end zone. Yeah. I have an interesting take on self-confidence and confidence. I, I, I always tell people, I say, well, what if confidence wasn't a requirement? And I go, and here's the thing. Anybody who has confidence started before they had it. Mm -hmm. And confidence was a prize. It was the trophy after doing it with fear, finding the courage to go anyways, and then having a minor piece of success that gives you an ounce of confidence. And hey, you did it with courage. Here's a little gift. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you're scared and you did it again and you, you had a good outcome. Well, here's a little gift of of confidence. And after a while, you amount to all this confidence. By the time you have confidence, you don't need it anymore because you're already good at it. And so I tell people, forget confidence. It is the prize. It's the gift. It's the reward after going through all the hell. Yeah. It's interesting. We talk a lot about we I break it into two. I break it into a macro confidence, which is like the inner belief just to take action. And then the micro confidence, which is what you're talking about. When you take action, then you start building confidence around certain things, right? You start. Love that. Um, and so it's interesting because I, I totally agree with you that you build more micro confidence, but you, you've got to get yourself to a place where you could just take action, even if it's scary, even if you have a bunk, you know, I call it monkey chatter in your head. You just, you just do it anyways, because you believe in your ability to learn. You, you believe in your ability to bounce back or to be resilient or to figure it out. And it's just, it's just, it astounds me how many people don't have just that simple belief that, okay, if I fail, I'll figure it out. Or if I fall down, I'll get back up. Like that yeah. belief is missing in so many individuals, even top executives. And we have this, uh, I call it the tragedy of not feeling enough. You know, people that are constantly building success and they still don't feel enough. And then they build more and they still don't feel enough. And there's this constant cycle that's happening with individuals. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The, you said the confidence of falling down and getting back up. The only people who don't have it are people that haven't fallen. And if you've fallen, but you've never been shown how to get back up, you can't build it either. And so the beauty, that's the beauty of suffering, sacrifice, mistakes, error, is it gives you a chance to fall and it gives you a chance to get back up. Yeah. And there's a belief system when you've fallen 
what do you do then? What's the choice? Is it give up or do you just get back up? And it's the, 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 the that's why I tell people that there's a gift in adversity. There's yeah. a gift in failure. And if you can get over that worry of awkwardness, because awkwardness is a requirement for growth. But yet as adults, we avoid awkwardness like the plague. As kids, they embrace it. They don't even see it as awkward. For some reason, as we got older, we placed this word, this semantic around <clears throat> trial and error, and we call it awkward, and now we don't want awkward, and so we avoid growth. But if you can get past that and you realize, oh, I'm going to fall, like, oh, yeah, you're stupid. Yeah, I know, but not for long. Awkwardness doesn't, doesn't last long in the face of consistency and persistence. It'll go away. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Renee, this has been uh, an awesome conversation with you. We can go on. We're going to have to have you back for sure. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview sure. and just ask you a few rapid questions. <clears throat> so the first question is, if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it your golden nugget, what would that be? Um, I probably would say in, embrace the beauty of suffering because there's just no avoiding hard. There's no avoiding suffering and reframe it. Because the more that you embrace difficulty in the gym, the more healthy you'll be. The more you embrace suffering in the kitchen, the healthier be the suffering at work, in relationships, and sacrifice. It's a beautiful thing when you can really start seeing the gift within it. Yeah, I love that. Um, and here at Rise Up for you, we're very, very big on values. What's a value for you that's a non-negotiable? I've, I've, I've got several. <clears throat> One value for sure. Um, that I'd want to, that's non-negotiable. I would probably go from a business context as client, client value first. <clears throat> and I don't exist without my clients. And so putting the value delivery to them is the most important piece and identifying that value. It doesn't matter um, what is happening. It's, we have to deliver that client value. Yeah. And I think for, for, from a personal perspective, the one I would choose right now, the value would be, would be, would be continual learning. Yeah. Yeah. I this, it's, there's something, there's a, there's a humility in wanting to continue to learn that keeps you honest, that, that no matter how good you get at something, there's always more. And the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And that's a frustrating and beautiful cycle. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, Renee. Okay. I have one more question for you, but before I ask, Tell us about yourself, where we can find your book. I know you have like group coaching and a membership. Brag a little bit about where, where our audience can find you. Sure. Um, I actually usually have this in the background, but I don't know why I came there. But yeah, Amplify Your Influence is the book. Uh, you meet Renee.com. I think it's located right here. Yeah, right there. Meet M-E-E-T, two E's. Renee, not M-E-A-T.com. And the uh, book, you can follow me on Instagram. Probably the easiest way is Learn with Renee, L-E-A-R-N with Renee. And uh, there's a new video that comes out every single day. So we, we try to provide that when you follow us, there's, it's a, a lot of value and then options to join in other ways. I love that. A, a, we have a, a, a monthly mentorship program too that's also really fun to join. Okay, fantastic. Thank you, Renee. And everyone, make sure you check out Renee. He's got some great stuff going on. Um, lots of tangible strategies, not a lot of fluff, which is why I resonate and like it because they can really apply what you're talking about. So final question for you, Renee, is as you know, where the company rise up for you, what comes to mind for you when you hear that phrase? Rise up for you? Because back to a lesson my mother gave me, I asked her a long time ago, <clears throat> if she could write about a t category, whether it's courage or inspiration or 
something <clears throat> and we were to choose a quote, what would she write? What would she want to talk about? And she said, a call to power. And then what do you mean? She said, we all have a different calling. And when you start realizing what our call to power is, what is the powerful thing that we're called to do? Meaning, what are we rising up to? And how do we rise up to that calling? To me, that's what comes to mind for that. I love that. Thank you so much, Renee. This has been fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. My and pleasure. thank you everyone for listening and tuning into the Rise Up For You podcast. Every single week, we're bringing you new episodes, amazing thought leaders, experts, entrepreneurs, executives from around the world with one sole mission, which is to support you and your organization to be your best. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. Renee, thank you again. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Imagine a life where you can have it all. A booming career, fantastic love life, great health and success, and overall achievement and happiness. Imagine pushing your potential to your absolute best and every day living a life that you are proud of. Well, if this sounds like something that you're yearning for, then the Rise Up For You Growth membership is perfect for you. My team and I believe in supporting you and helping you get to the next level because we know that you can do and have what it takes to be your best. When you join our membership, you get access to live trainings every single month with myself and our team. You get free coaching. You get a number of on-demand resources to help level up your success that you can use in the comfort of your own home. And you get access to our global membership around the world full of like-minded professionals that are looking to be their best. Your time is now to push your potential and live the life that you want to live. So if you're ready to take the next step in your life and in your career, join the Rise Up For You Growth membership. Click below and we'll see you there.